Welcome to the Even the Rocks podcast, where we believe that just like the rocks cry out, proclaiming Jesus as our Savior, our symptoms cry out to help us support our temple. I'm Lindsay. And I am Danielle, and we are your hosts here. We are both nutritional therapy practitioners with a biblical worldview, and within this podcast, we will teach you the way God created our bodies to be innately intelligent. You will be pointed to Jesus and understand how to support your body best. Hello, this is Danielle here, and if you did not listen to the episode prior to this, the dieting episode number one, you are going to really need all of that backstory before you start this episode. The episode actually was too long. Imagine that, Lindsay and I talking a lot. It was too long, so I chunked it up, and this is the continuation of the last episode. I hope you enjoy. And some people will, will argue, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this out there, and I'm going to give you my opinion. I know Lindsay's got hers, too, but some people will say... We're, we're two opinionated women, but some people will say, oh, the smoothie is great and it will, you can support your digestion if you just put something crunchy on top. Well, then just eat something crunchy and eat a meal. Like there's no point, like the whole idea behind this, like you're trying to sell me this idea of the smoothie, which means it's fast and you can drink it. Cool. Okay. I can, I got you. But then when you want to tell me, oh, put something crunchy on there. Now that requires me to have a spoon with me. So your logic here is not working for me. And just because I'm chewing like two bites of something chunky does not mean that it's still inciting that same hormone interaction that we need from our chewing for our uh, stomach acid, for our CCK, for our insulin, for our liver, for the bile, all of that. Like, none of that's going to be prepared just for me chewing two crunchy things in the middle. And I'm, I'm exaggerating, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It's important. Whenever your body gets used to that, you get in that rut. Yep. You know, let's talk about, oh, sorry, what were you going to no, say? I was just getting ready to move on to like okay. tools um, in the kitchen. What were you going to move on to? Tools in the kitchen. Are you there or no? Oh, I was going to say properly sourcing like ingredient labels. Yeah. Okay. Let's do that. Let's go yeah. there. You know, a few things that we both think that should not, that we recommend not having in certain ingredients and just like, you know, in your pantry, whenever you have just chips that you want to run to, whenever you have crackers that you want to run to different things like that there it's important to know what shouldn't be in those products so you can look for you know these really healthy one time i saw these bags of like fresh carrots that were dried and then they had like 20 different ingredients in it now one thing that you really need to be careful about with with the products that are in your cabinet are the oils you know i steer clear now, olive oil is kind of touchy. I try and stay away from olive oil because it can go rancid a lot quicker. When olive oil is heated to a high temperature, it can go rancid and it can be inflammatory to your body. Whenever I am looking for packaged foods, I always look first for coconut oil. Coconut oil is going to support your body. It's going to support all of, your, all of the different functions of your body. And then second, I look for avocado oil. So those are really the only two oils that I try to purchase and have in my pantry. If I really want something and it has olive oil in it, I'll get it. But it's not, it, it's something that I try and stay away from in a lot of my products, unless I really want that specific thing. Um, chips. I really like chips. I buy a lot of my pantry staples from Thrive Market. Um, we can put the link down there below if you want us to. Thrive Market has great sourcing. Now, again, it's just like any grocery store. They have some bad quality stuff on there too. 
but they do have a lot of stuff for a lot cheaper prices. If you are looking for saving money, but helping to support your body that, you know, and this link, you can use it and you can get 25% off your first order of groceries. It's already about 10. Well, it all, they all kind of vary. It's all at least like 10% off your grocery store. So you're looking at if you get Thrive, you're looking at 35% off your first order of groceries or more. That's huge. That's a huge starting point to supporting your body better, to helping your body be supported so that you can buy things and not have to spend as much money. Because so, I know that's a huge factor that people look into too. Yeah. So speaking of Thrive Market one of my and oils, one of my favorite um, brands to buy for like anything for the most part is Primal Kitchen. Mm-hmm. Our local grocer just now started getting it. And I'm like, Oh, awesome. Like it's now local. I went in there and I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's $9 or more a jar for spaghetti sauce. And I'm telling you, if you get the primal kitchen spaghetti sauces, like especially the vodka, the creamy vodka one, you'll never go back. So like, I was like, Oh, it was sticker shock at the store. Whereas on thrive market, it's like, I think $7. No, they're three ninety nine. They are three ninety nine now. Okay, so they're three ninety nine. Well, so, I know ketchup is three ninety nine. Okay, so maybe so the spaghetti sauce their their ketchup is delicious. By the way, that ketchup, the Primal Kitchen ketchup. If you are an old an old like Heinz fifty seven girl, and you know, like back before high fructose corn syrup was a thing, and you were at the diner and you were trying to pound it out of the the glass bottle or whatever, yeah. that's what it tastes like, except with all uh, the crap. So. Um, I will say, don't buy the cocktail sauce because it's gross. I don't think I've had it. From Primal Kitchen. Oh, okay. it's bad. Okay. It's like super vinegary. Ew. So I just get some horseradish and mix yep. it in with my ketchup and it's really good. I'm a big horseradish girl. I will put a hor- I'll put horseradish on anything. I love my raw horseradish. Oh, wait, that's German in me, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. So great. Primal Kitchen, you know, and knowing the condiments... I know that sometimes trying to be healthy, trying to support your body better, it can be overwhelming. And, you know, your spices and your condiments are huge because you can be thinking you're eating a really supportive diet. You've, you've sourced everything just right. And this is, this is another thing that we talked about earlier. Like you can think you're doing all these things right, but if you're proper, if you're improperly sourcing your condiments, you're damaging all of these other things because it most likely has high fructose corn syrup. That right there is going to offset your blood sugar. It's going to cause you to go on a huge blood sugar dysregulation, which is going to cause your body to not digest that food, which is going to cause you not to absorb all of that food that you just spent a lot of money on. And so knowing that is key to supporting so many different functions of your body, supporting your body to be able to do all of these functions in just something as simple as, yeah, it can take some time, it can, it can, it's a process. When you run out of ketchup, don't go buy syrup. Yep. Because that's what Heinz 57 is. It's yep. syrup. Yep. And it's going to dysregulate your blood sugar. And it's going to cause your whole supportive diet, your whole supportive meal to be, it, it's just, it's gone. Yeah. Not going to support your body because Part of it wasn't properly sourced. And so I would even say if you are starting this healthy health journey and you're starting to support your body better and you're trying to do all these things right, I would say before you even 
change over to grass fed, before you change over to all these more expensive things, I would say get better spices. Yep. Don't get the caking a the anti-caking agents that are actually going to disrupt your digestive system. Make sure that you're staying away from high fructose corn syrup in all of your condiments. Exchange those things that you're going to be using every day first. And yep. then step, take more steps the take more steps towards towards a better future. You don't have to start everything all at once. You know, one thing that I say repeatedly is be responsible today. Today, you're learning, you're listening to this podcast, you're learning new things. Be more responsible tomorrow. Yeah. So today, you're learning a lot in, all, in, this vid, in this episode. You learned a lot last week in the last episode. And you're learning things each week throughout this podcast. That's why we wanted to make this podcast. We wanted to make this available to you to teach you and help walk you through this journey that you're on. And so be responsible today with what you have. Don't go throw away everything in your kitchen cabinets. That's not being responsible with things that God has provided in your life so far. Now, tomorrow, when you go to the grocery store, you know a lot of things that you need to look out for. You know a lot of things that aren't supporting your body. You didn't know yesterday. You might not have known that ketchup was dysregulating your blood sugar. Now you do. So be responsible with the education that God has provided your way and take the next step forward. Absolutely. And on that same note, on that same token, you can do a whole lot of work with a protein and a vegetable or like a starch or something with seasonings and sauces. You can, you yes. can have a different kind of meal every single night. People ask me, and in fact, I posted a, on Instagram like a question box. And one of the questions was, what is your favorite go-to meal of the night? And I'm like, or every night during the week. And I'm like, meat, a vegetable or a starch of some sort and some fruit sometimes there's nothing it doesn't need to be fancier than that i have fresh chicken breast in my freezer i have meat on hand so whenever meat goes on sale like a good quality meat if you're oh that's another thing sourcing make sure you buy stuff on sale stock up when it's on sale and then the other thing is like just okay what sounds good tonight okay well if it's too late in the afternoon to get something thawed you can always throw your frozen chicken breast in cold water in your sink and let it soak or, I mean, let it like warm up to that and then kind of warm up that water later as the day goes on and your chicken's ready to go. Did you know you can throw half frozen chicken on the grill and still be fine? It works. Trust me. It's not disgusting, but you can find quality seasonings. Like the other day I had this really awesome, like peppercorn garlic grilled chicken breast and like it, none of us could hardly keep it off our, you know, like we ate it so, so much of it so quick. Uh, it was supposed to be my, my protein for lunch for the week. But it, we ate it all because it was that good. Yeah. The next time we did, um, we can, you can do your ground burger and make it taste like meatloaf. You could do, like I put, something that I did recently was I just did random ground burger with some fish sauce and some garlic pepper, salt pepper, and some um, coconut aminos. Everybody ate it as if it was, go, like, as if it was a magical meal. Throw some seasonings together. Try. Yeah. And that's the thing. We're, we're in such a hurry that we don't think about making our food taste good. The reason why you're having all of these problems in your life, in your body, is because your food doesn't taste good. Yep. yep. Make your food taste good. When your food tastes good, you're going to want to savor it in your mouth longer. So you're going to support digestion better. Mm -hmm. And make your blood your sugar regulation. 
Yeah. All of my clients, I'm like, you know what? More than going on, going on a strict, rigid diet, I want you to make your food taste so good that you enjoy every bite. Yep. I want you to enjoy your food. If you don't like the food that I recommend, don't eat it. Yep. If you don't like hamburgers, don't eat them. Eat another meat that is good quality, that is going to support your body, but cook it in a way that works for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So pantry, we talked about getting rid of the bad oils. And when we say bad oils, we literally mean toxic oils that will cause inflammation in your body that is not helpful at all. So like your canola oil. Will cause you to gain weight. Yeah. And will cause you to gain weight. And just. And kill your heart. It'll kill your heart. I mean, we need a heart. And, you know, that's kind of important. So again, coconut oil and avocado oil are the two. And yeah, and you know, tallow, those are great oils to keep in your cabinet. Ta- actually, Fatworks is a really good grass-fed company that I found at Walmart the other day. Wait, what? Yeah, Fatworks, it's a grass-fed, I bought something the other day, it's grass-fed, I think tallow. Okay. Yeah, and you know, I in Oklahoma, we have terrible grocery stores. We don't have a lot of health. I mean, we have like Sprouts and Whole Foods like an hour and a half away from where I live. Yeah. Um, but we have Walmarts all over the place. And that's really the only place that a lot of people can shop. And so, you know, I work with a lot of people around here locally that I just tell them like, listen, go, these are the things that you need to look for in Walmart. They have grass fed, you know, but a lot of people around here can go to local farmers and buy meat. If you can't buy a whole cow in Oklahoma, you can typically go find a cow that will sell you a couple of weeks worth of meat for a lot cheaper than you can buy in the store. Yeah. It might take Googling and, and researching where you're going to buy your food from and not just running to Walmart. And you know, go check, it, go check for a butcher, go yeah. check for a butcher's office or butcher's office. You know what I'm talking about? Go check for a butcher. They have that stuff all the time, all the time. Yeah. You know, they have carry gold butter at Walmart. They have, they have ghee there. They have fat. They have, they have tallow, they have coconut oil. You don't, you can go to Walmart, even where it's a lot harder to, to buy good quality. You can buy that bumblebee tuna there. You can buy good quality fats there. You can buy good quality butter there. You can buy produce from Walmart. You don't, and, and there, those things aren't that much more expensive. And so, yes, your, your budget is expensive. Your budget, I mean, your budget does matter and your budget is important, but like we've talked about before, where's your priorities and just understanding these things is, is key to supporting your body better. Now, you know, these things, so be responsible with the education that God has provided your way. And I think to add on to that, like, it's a, like, what would Jesus think and what would God think with, with your priorities? If food is too expensive, which don't get me wrong, I will not like food is ridiculously expensive. And if you're not able to figure out how to quality food work for you, lard is like, I think I paid for like a whole, like, I don't know, a pound and a half or two pound tub, $2 at a very expensive grocery store. So that it may not be, you what? I just saved my own. Well, that's true. I should, but I save my own bacon grease. I do use my own bacon grease. But if you can't do that, then start thinking, where am I spending my money? Your money, so your bank account and your calendar 
or where you spend your money and where you spend your time shows your priorities. Now, I'm not saying that you need to be like spending all your money on food. I'm not saying you need to spend all your money on exercise or what have you. But are we spending, you know how easy it is to go to Amazon and just click, oh, I can get that tomorrow. It's fine. It's just a couple of bucks. Those couple of bucks add up. Going to Starbucks, um, if you're spending, if you're going to Starbucks, you're likely not getting black coffee. And if you are getting black coffee, it's still like three or four dollars for like my husband will come home. I like the decaf Americanos. I don't know. I just have a thing. I like the decaf Americanos from there. And even that is like three or four dollars after tax and everything. Yeah. And that is a luxury. That is four dollars that I could have put into getting a pound of burger of good quality burger. That is $4 I could have put into getting um, a pound or two of quality chicken breast or 12, a dozen grass or pasture raised eggs. Like, you know, we exactly that. We went and bought some Wagyu grass fed beef. Wagyu is the, if you've never had Wagyu beef, oh my goodness, it is the best meat I've ever had. But we spent like $8 seven or eight dollars on a pound and then you know Joda's like oh that's kind of expensive for me and I was like yeah it is but you know it's worth it and then we went and got coffee later not close to a meal so it dysregulated our blood sugar and we probably spent fifteen dollars at a local coffee shop yep well and like so you just said something but eight seven eight dollars for beef is too much yep where are our priorities there? Good point. And then something that you just said reminded me too, is that at our local grocery store, we actually have local um, food on, we're fortunate enough to have local food on the, <clears throat> um, like butchered there at the grocery store. And I started looking like some of the stuff that is either still written as natural or as organic or whatever is still higher priced than the actual quality food. So this is just a reminder that, Labels of organic, labels of GMO free or labels of whatever does not necessarily mean that that whole product is the best quality. The most expensive may not always be the best quality either. So um, just some background in that sort of let's just talk about organically certified or whatever right now. Basically, in order to be organically certified, your local farmers are not going to be able to afford it because the certification is ridiculously expensive and it's just to have a sticker to charge more for this product really so those those farms do have a lot of stipulations they have to follow but your local farmer is most most of the time going to be better quality than your organic stuff that you find at the grocery store yep okay so let's move on for time's sake on to um cooking tools Cooking tools and storage tools. So a lot of us grew up on Teflon. I did. I had Teflon up until two years ago. Everything I had had Teflon in it, or it was just low quality metal cook plates. Teflon is now in our DNA. Um, it is in our DNA because we have eaten it. It has rubbed off. They already know that there's issues with Teflon. That's why the brand T-Fault, T-F-A-L, actually is trying to market things and like do things to coat the Teflon even more with other chemicals and things, because every time that Teflon comes off, it is being cooked into our meats or into our foods. And you wouldn't know if you're searing something in your pan, you wouldn't know any different. So Teflon is a no-go. 
a replacement or something to start thinking about is um, cast iron. Cast iron, yes, is expensive. You can get the enameled. I don't know if there, there's much study on enameled quality, you know, good or bad. Enameled is better than Teflon. So yeah. I like enameled. I actually make bread in enameled um, Dutch ovens. Um, mm -hmm. But Teflon, or I'm sorry, uh, cast iron can also go on your grill. Cast iron can go on your oven. It can go on the stove. It is a very versatile piece. You can take it camping if you're a camper or outdoors person. Um, I actually, so here's what's funny. We actually took one of our cast iron pans um, and we were cooking um, fresh sausages and things over the fire last weekend, I think it was. And it, the edge, the edge of our fire pit was like really hot. And I'm like, you know, what? I think I'm just going to put my food here and see if they'll cook in the cast iron. And the cast iron conducted the heat and it cooked and boiled just sitting on the edge of the, the wow. fire pit. Um, but so, yeah, so cast iron is very helpful. It helps you get minerals and things like that in there as well. Um, some other like cook tools, I would stay, I like, I like silicon. Um, I don't like to, <laughs> I don't like to use, um, I don't like aluminum. I don't know if there, is there evidence about aluminum being a problem? I don't remember. Yeah. So you're not supposed to eat with aluminum. Um, I have this thing with silicone. Like everybody says it's safe. Everybody says it's supporting our body, but they've said that about so many things over the years that I'm like, is this another thing that we're all going to spend money on? And we're just going to come out in seven years and be like, Oh yeah, that silicone, it caused infertility. Huh? Jokes yeah. on y'all. Yep. So I like have a couple spoons that are silicone. Um, I try and stay away from them. I use a lot of bamboo or wooden yep. spoons. Um, I do have those silicones for like the rare occasion that I really need something to like smooth something out or like get around the edges of a pan. Yeah. Um, and mainly just because people bought them for me for my wedding. So I just have them. Yeah. Um, but I'm not really a fan of silicone. I try and stay as far away from it as I can personally. Okay. Um, I don't have any aluminum utensils. Yeah. All I really have is, is wooden that I use every day. See, and that's what I most, I have wooden and then I have like, I, I love my wooden like slotted spoons and I love my wooden. Um, I don't know if you call this spatula, but it's like a flat edge. And then like, I can flip my eggs with that and stuff like that. So I do a lot of wooden and I do, but I do have my silicone and that's like newer and I don't know why I have it. I honestly don't even, I'm like thinking about my stuff that's up there. I'm like, where did I get that? I don't even know, but that's probably a problem. <laughs> oh, I, it's probably really old. So yeah. I actually got married the very, the last weekend before the world shut down. Um, and we were actually supposed to get married in April. I had had like, I had had my wedding shower like with family the week before, like we were all kind of getting scared of what was going on. It was all over in China. Nobody really knew what was going on. We didn't really know a lot. Nobody really cared at that point. Um, and so I had my wedding shower. I got some stuff from family. And then the next weekend, everything like exploded. And we were like, well, we were supposed to get married in April. And we were like, let's just get married this weekend. So we just ran, got married really quick and I moved into our house that we had bought. And, uh, so we kind of just made do with a lot of stuff that we didn't have. Um, I, I didn't get a lot of stuff. I have old plates that were my mom's that were, you know, she was storing in our garage. Um, all my 
wooden utensils I got at, I got some at my shower, but I got a lot at like TJ Maxx for like $5 a bag. Um, some of the stuff I got for my wedding. Um, and then everything else just was like old. I mean, I got like some storage containers. I had, I, I got one of those enamored, uh, amazing stock pots for my aunt. I use that for, I literally, I use that and I use an old, um, stainless steel pan that my grandma, it was the last thing my grandma bought for my mom before she died, uh, like 16 years, 17 years ago. That's the pan that we like cook our rice in. Um, and then we have a cast iron skillet. We have a, a small cast iron skillet and then like a six, a 12 inch cast iron skillet. Okay. Um, both of our cast irons we bought at TJ Maxx. Um, they're like maybe $15 a skillet. It's really inexpensive y'all. Like, it really is. You know, you can buy the really expensive cast iron. It's going to cost like a hundred dollars a skillet. Yeah. But the lodge cast iron is, it might be a little lesser quality, but it's still supporting your body better than Teflon. It's yep. still supporting your body better than nonstick. And I don't care if they tell you it's healthy. I don't care if they tell you it's the green and it's the best nonstick. It's the best for your health. That's a gimmick. They're lying to you. It's not supporting your body in any way. Sorry if you bought all the really expensive stainless or the really expensive uh, nonstick. It's hurting you and it's yeah. destroying the food that you're cooking in it. And it's, yeah, it's not good. And if you can afford like in copper, copper is like really good to cook in if you can afford that. And yeah, copper is really good, but it's really expensive. And I know, um, like I actually have a lot of pans that are made with granite. Like they are granite. So they're like stoneware, um, on the inside. Um, and then they are stainless steel on the outside. I absolutely love them. Um, they are actually a hundred percent. Like if, if they get scarfed at all, you can get them replaced and they are made in Italy, but they are very affordable. And when I say very affordable, I mean like lot, like a whole set for under $300. Oh, wow. That is. Um, and so that's what I've been using. And yeah, they're not like super, not like they're not going to be nonstick. They are a stone, like they're stone or, you know, like they're, they're not, non-stick but you can spray like I like to just put some um avocado oil in a pumper thingy you know what I mean um and then spray that in my pan to help be non-stick or just melt some um butter or some bacon grease in there and it's as if it, it's better than Teflon honestly yeah you know you know a great way to make sure that your pans are non-stick no matter what you're using so like my cast iron I don't wash my cast iron with any soap Right. Putting soap on cast iron is going to cause the, the, the seal of it to break down. And so you don't want to wash it with soap. You can use like, you can use one of those metal scrub brushes. You're not going to damage it. You're not going to scratch it up. You're actually helping to support the cast iron to support you better. Um, so what I do is I will just, if on the rare occasion it gets like really dirty, I will just scrub it with water. And then I will put it back on the oven once it's, once I've dried it off, I'll put it back on the oven, just on a low temperature, throw a, throw a teaspoon of coconut oil or lard in there and just leave it be right there on the stove for like, you know, maybe 10, 15 minutes, just let it get warm and bring that oil back into its pores. And that's going to help to prolong the life of your cast iron. It's going to support your cast iron, you know, and 
sometimes I just take it and I mean, we store our cast iron in our oven. Um, cause we don't really use our oven, but we just store it in there. And whenever you are cooking, so the trick to cast iron is to put your cast iron. I have a friend who has like, who has a collection of cast iron that is well over the cost of my house. Um, he's just collected them from like random garage sales and random estate sales. You can go to an estate sale, buy the rustiest cast iron skillet you can find. It can have rust all over it. All you need to do is soak it in some vinegar and get like a metal scratch pad, rub that off, and it is perfectly, perfectly great right underneath all that rust. You just reseed them. Yeah, and most of the time, if they're rusty, that means they're really high quality because they're so old. Yep. Um, so going to like an old grandmother's garage sale or a kid whose grandparents just died and getting some cast iron that's rusty, spending 25 cents, you just landed yourself a huge deal. I have, I, my friend, like, he will travel states away to, to estate sales if they have cast iron. Oh my God. And his cast iron collection is more expensive than my house. That's crazy. He hasn't spent that much money, but it's, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, um, awesome. So the trick that he tells me is put your oil in your cast iron and turn your oven to low. Yep. Turn that, turn that hot pad onto low, put your cast iron on it and leave it alone until now I understand this takes time, but wait until the handle is hot, like warm to touch. And then the whole cast iron is going to be warm so that it's nonstick. So when you put your food into your cast iron skillet, it's not going to stick because it's already hot. It already has that oil as the barrier. So that food isn't going to be nonstick. It's going to sear it beautifully yeah. and non-toxically. Absolutely. That's, and that's how I grew up eating. And it's like, why did we think, and it's marketing. Marketing is why it took me away from the way I grew up eating. And it's, very frustrating. Oh, and don't please don't buy cast iron with non-stick sealant in in the bottom. Please don't do that. What? Yeah. What? Yeah, they have that. They have they have cast iron skillets with non-stick inside them. Okay, that's Oh my gosh. So cast iron, cast iron or enameled cast iron. Yeah. Cast just iron just cast iron. Ugh. Yeah, no, I did not know that was even a thing. Um, yeah. Thinking about food storage. So we talked about cooking your food, food storage. Ideally, um, you know, we all have Tupperware in our cab in our cabinets. Tupperware is plastic. The, if you instead of just getting rid of all of your plastic, make sure your food is cooled before it goes in the plastic, and then put it in the refrigerator, or like store your herbs in it and just make sure everything is cool. Second of all, if you are going like don't reheat your meals in your Tupperware. Take it out and put it on it. Like we use glass plates. So put it on your plate and don't eat on plastic plates. Um, the uh, next thing is the best thing you can do is get glass storage or stainless steel storage. Um, those are expensive. However, we, my husband and I have like been replacing all of our um, storage stuff with Ikea. Ikea has like for two and four dollars has glass storage. They even have like the little lunch, you know, like the lunch thingies that have little contain like compartments. Oh, yeah. They have that now for two and four dollars. Yes, you have to pay like an extra dollar for the lid or 50 cents for the lid, but the lids like snap on. There's no excuse anymore. All of that is coming down in price so that just a little bit over time, 
as time goes, just grab a couple as you can and move on. So even, like I said, even Ikea has it. If you're not near an Ikea, that's fine. I know that Walmart carries stainless steel. I know that they carry stainless steel containers now because that's not popular. Amazon. I've had a lot of Amazon glassware for my wedding. You know, before my, so we, my husband moved into the house that we purchased um, before we got married. Um, and so he lived here. We weren't about to go buy a bunch of Tupperware. We weren't going to buy a bunch of stuff because we were like, well, we're going to get married, you know, in about a year and I'll move in and we'll get all of our wedding presents. And so we didn't want to spend all this money on like, you know, he wanted to go buy all these storage containers. I'm like, no, we're not going to buy that. We eat a lot of pickles. So I was like, let's just store everything in pickle jars. We literally had different glass jars from different things that we had eaten and we just stored everything in those. Which is responsible too, to that glass as well, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if it's not broke, don't fix it is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, and I like today, like as we were recording today, cause just, if you don't know, we record all these episodes in big chunks. Um, uh, I was coming out of the bathroom on our break and I was looking and I saw a picture of my grandma. I'm not going to get emotional, but my grandma is who taught me about Jesus. My grandma is who taught me about eating real foods. My grandma is who taught me how to cook on cast iron skillets. My grandma is who taught me the craft of just what my hands can do like literal craft, like sewing. I love sewing. I love creating with my hands, but she also encouraged the creations that I like to do with my mind and my words and my, and like, you know, typing and speaking and teaching. She also encouraged a lot of, um, just that reminder that use the resources you have and be responsible with those resources you have. If you're going to buy that, save it and use it. I mean, yeah. there comes a, there comes a time when you you might save too much, um, but ultimately, I get frustrated and think about how many things I just threw away without even like irresponsibly. Yeah, and I can't live in that. But what I can do is what you said before: is just do better next time, do better yeah. on the next time. And so, just, this is an encouragement that in a Pinterest world. You don't have to live your life to make it look like it belongs on an Instagram perfect reel or um, feed or on Pinterest. Real living does not take place in front of, or like on a screen or on a picture. Real living comes when we are alive in ourselves and in our in our um, bodies. Our spiritual life is not just alive on Sunday at church or when we talk about God or we talk about how, you know, whatever is going on, our spiritual walk happens as soon as we step out of church. It's what we do with the other hours of the week. No. It is not one hour a week. It's not going to Bible study. It's not in the actions. It's in what we actually do. It's in our heart. Um, living, living thoroughly and changing a real lifestyle that, is counter like what we are what we are presenting you with these last few weeks is countercultural. That's basically what it is. And I'm not gonna lie if or if I said oh like I'm excited and I, I just know this is gonna go really over really well. We're gonna have our own critiques. We're gonna have people critique us and come at us and and like ask questions because everything that we have shared these last few weeks is everything that's like countercultural to what what is acceptable what and health means mm -hmm. and what faith means what uh -huh. all of that is 
Yeah. You know, whenever we were discussing opening, the, starting this podcast, there was a lot of stuff that it was like, this is, there's going to be a lot of stuff people disagree with on here. Just like in nutrition, we always are getting asked, well, what's your degree? Well, you're not a doctor. How can you tell me how to eat? Well, doctors don't have nutrition education. Doctors are taught to give us medicine, which is great when we need it. Yep. They're highly educated, but they're educated to give you a prescription. That's We are educated in teaching you how to support your body preventatively. Absolutely. You know, the way we care for our body is a huge aspect to how we serve Jesus. Because I can't serve Jesus if I'm not taking care of my body, if I'm not taking care of my resources, if I'm just eating fast food every day and thinking, oh, fed is best. No, no, it's not. That's your temple. That's the only, that's the only home you have for your, if, well, if you eat fast food, it might not be 80 years, but. Well, and like that, like that responsibility, like, you know, I feel very compelled that now is the time for the church to wake up. Yeah. I feel very compelled that life is never going to go back to what we perceived as an easy cush Christian life. Not after what's happened this year so far and what's happened last year. Nothing is going to go back to what we perceive as easy and normal. And with that being said, we need to have physical bodies that can how or let the Holy Spirit do its job. We need to have physical bodies that can show up and minister where it needs to be ministered and actually make scary decisions in the moment because we're not dehydrated or we're not dealing with blood sugar dysregulation or we're not not getting our nutrients because of our digestion and we're not here mentally, then that means if we're not there mentally, we're not going to be there physically. And if you're not there mentally, you're probably depressed. Well, it's probably related to your food or, you know, some, I mean, yes, don't get me wrong. Trauma is in there somewhere along the way, but your food isn't helping that trauma, that healing of that trauma. Your food is not helping your anxiety. Your food is not helping your hydration. Like everything that we have talked about, God gave us these boundaries that we get to live on this earth. And he gave us pretty much free will to do anything that we want. But he wants our free will to always come back to him. That God, I drink, I'm holding my glass of water here. God, I drink this glass of water to your glory. God, I'm choosing to grill some meat tonight instead of going to that fast food. God, I'm choosing to go drive past that fast food drive through and I'm going to go home. God, I know I am really hungry and I'm really angry at the moment, but I've got to get home or I've got to get to the store and get the food that I need. Maybe even, maybe I'm even getting to the point that of, of what I'm thinking is that we are so stuck in our heads and so selfish that we don't even think God cares about our decisions of food or where we get our food or how we eat or when we eat or all of that. Well, as long as we pray for it and bless it, we're fine, right? Yep. I'm going to have this nasty spread of food. God just nourished my body. And what's God saying? No, I, I call you to nourish your body. He tells us throughout scripture how to nourish our body. Yep. He gives us things. He provides things to nourish our body. And yet we're just going to run to the grocery store or we're going to run to the fast food restaurant, spend more money on fast food 
than we would cooking at home. And in all fairness, you get more food when you cook your own food. So you can have leftovers for you can so you can eat breakfast tomorrow. Because yep. breakfast doesn't always have to be breakfast food. It could be leftovers. Dude, I eat burgers for breakfast. I'm not I had leftover salmon and rice this morning for lunch. For breakfast, it was delicious. I'm glad you like salmon because I just can't. I can't. But yes, uh, but going back, it's just that responsibility. I think that that is where both of our hearts come from, is that we feel compelled with our own wellness, that we need to take care of ourselves, and that there is a way out. There is another way that is counterculture that allows us to live even better and longer and more effective lives than sitting on the sidelines of life. Yeah. All right, guys, this is our episode on diet and what it means, what it doesn't mean, and how to start incorporating it. I hope you have a great one. Bye, y'all. Thank you for listening to this episode. You can support this podcast by going to coko-fi.com slash even the rocks podcast or find this link in the show notes. This helps to support us continue to make these episodes available to you. If you would like to work with either of us, you can find us on Instagram at even the rocks podcast or email us at even the rocks podcast at gmail.com. If you found this podcast helpful, please rate us at five stars and leave us a review. We appreciate you greatly for listening.